I, I just want you to know that, you know, from, from the time that I was, you know, started out in ministry just about, I really felt like God's call to me was to help people know how to share their faith. That, that's my calling. Been a pastor for 20 years for one purpose. I wanted to help the church be a soul winning church. Uh, through all these years, I've tried to just, you know, focus on what God has for me. I, so I don't understand everything. Do you understand everything? I don't understand everything. But one thing I know, if I trust the Lord, acknowledge him in all my ways, and just don't lean on my understanding. I mean, things just mess up, and I have no way of knowing why that happened. But I know that if I acknowledge God, he will direct my steps. And I'm glad we're here. I, I just feel so fulfilled in being able to share with you what God has been putting and has put on my heart for all these years. And, and one of the things you see is this Gospel of John. I spent many, you know, days and weeks reading John with one question. John says he wrote it that you might believe that Jesus is the Son of God and you might have eternal life. That's why this book was written. So I read the whole book and then there's a little thing on the inside. I just pulled out some of the key things I saw that if a person is looking for God, this is going to make a difference. And then there's actually, if you look on there, there's a website and I found it. It's called, I'm, I set it up, lifeforever.today. Life forever. That's what the gospel is about. Dot today, you can have it today. You can go to that website and it explains everything that's on this little card right here. And the reason of that is just following the principles that I understand of witnessing, which is you're just trying to find people who are listening and seeking for God. That's all you're doing. Most of them are not. The road that leads to destruction is broad. But there's some people, just like my wife and I were at the chop house, not that we pay to go there, some friends took us. Isn't that great? I preached at Southeast Sunday, and the, my good friend Gary Young, the chairman of the deacons there, took us. And Vernon came, and our waiter, and this is one of the things you can do to find out if there's anybody listening. And Vernon said, he told us the stuff, said, y'all have any other questions for me? I said, yes, sir. I looked at Vernon and young man about 22, 23, I said, Vernon, do you know for sure that if you were to die today, that you would go to heaven? Because that's the most important question I could ever ask anybody. He said, no, I don't. I said, would you like to know? He said, yes, I would. Well, Gary is a part of the Gideons, went out and got a New Testament and the steps to peace with God. and handed to him. I kicked myself because I didn't have the Gospels of John around. I could have handed that to him. But I found a young man and I said, now, if, and I gave him my phone number. If you want to call me, we can talk more. This is just for people that, you know, our work and witnessing is like being a waiter in a restaurant. If somebody's hungry, I can show you the menu. And if you like, I'll introduce you to the cook. And he'll cook everything you want. That's the spiritual work that we're doing. So let's pray and let's ask the Lord to just again fill us tonight. And let me tell you, if you're hungry for God, he is absolutely going to show up in your life. He is. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And he said, you'll, I will come to you and I will love you. And he says the most beautiful thing. I will disclose 
myself to you. And I can tell you this. I have learned more about the Holy Spirit in Jesus witnessing than I have anything else I've ever done in my life. And that's what it is. It's joining God in the heart. Let's pray. Father, we come here because we want to be hungry for you. This old world is wearing us out. Lord, the things in this world make our love go cold, but Lord, when we sit by your fire where our hearts get warmed up, your word is rich. It's a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. When we meditate on it, when we delight in it, we become like trees planted by the streams of water. And Lord, we want your spirit to be like a stream of water flowing inside of us that we can bear your fruit for you according to what you want to do. Lord, be with us tonight as we teach, as we, Lord Jesus, try to follow you who are in us through your word. In Jesus' name, we all pray and God's people said, Amen. Well, follow me. I'll make you to become fishers of men. Now, just to review kind of what we've done, uh, one of the things that we've done is um, push the clicker and see if it's going to work. And it ain't working. Okay. Let me turn it off and turn it back on. Maybe the clickers. Oh, here we go. Let me try this. Oh, it, boy, it really did work there. All right. Look at your notes. Come on. You know, I've, I've always, my, my, I always heard the devil was in the details. And, and uh, so, all right. So, look at your notes. We'll just leave that up there. Because uh, your notes have everything right here anyway. Here are the spiritual dynamics of witnessing. Did you hear that? I want you to understand something. Witnessing is a thoroughly spiritual thing. Number one, listening. Remember, be careful how you listen. It is the Holy Spirit of God who gives somebody more or takes away what they had. You want to watch a church become spiritually cold? Just tell them to stop listening to God and God will start the Holy Spirit take away their sense. You want somebody to grow? Just listen to God. And you, right? So in the spiritual dynamic of believing, there's a difference about believing. Oh, look at there. That thing's showing up. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I leave it up to him. It's up to him if he wants that to work or not. I guess they are. So there's between believing about Jesus and in Jesus. Amen? Amen. You, don't treat, you don't teach somebody to pray a prayer. You want them to believe in Jesus. That's what salvation is. It's making disciples, not just getting decisions. It's following Jesus. And when we talk for two sessions what it means to follow Jesus, that's an ongoing process. I've got to learn how to die every day, don't you? I've got to learn how to become like him. Man, I fall so short. Anybody I got a witness out there? Yeah, yeah. But when you bring somebody to believe in Jesus, it's a process. Disciple means learner. You're always learning. And then, can't see that one, but it's on the notes. Every believer is a follower of Jesus. You know what one of the lies of Satan that I want to dispel is the lie where somebody says, well, some people have the gift of evangelism, but I just don't have that gift. That's right. The gift of evangelism is the gift of a teacher, not of witnessing. Now, some people do have the gift of sharing the gospel, and you call them evangelists. But the Bible says evangelists for the equipping of the saints for the work of service. 
Let me ask you something. Do you ever heard the Bible talk about the gift of giving? Does somebody say, I don't tithe because I don't have the gift of giving? <laughs> well, that'd be crazy, right? At the same time, you don't say, I don't witness because I don't have the gift of evangelism. Jesus said, you are the light. Amen. So, I'm trying to dispel that because some people have said, I'm afraid, so I can't do it. We're going to deal with that. All right. Witnessing must be a spiritually empowered work. Jesus said, you will receive power. Now, we read that. What does it mean? You will receive power, and he ties it to the Holy Spirit. You know one of the things we need to nail down? The Holy Spirit is Jesus in you. We're going to nail that down. When I went out that street, to, and I found Charles I talked about when I was here before. Remember that story that's just incredible to me still? I knew Jesus was with me and in me. That's all I knew. I didn't know what to say. I just said, I want to talk to people about God. And actually, what I didn't tell you, I got to the end of that street going down the right side, and I asked myself, I wonder if anybody's going to be interested. The next house to the left was Charles's house. And, and, and so sometimes, you, you know, you wonder, but it's like, Lord, I'm, I'm going to still do what you want me to do because it's what you said. So, and Jesus said in Luke, I'm sending forth the promise, staying clothed with power. And so, you know how you learn from the Lord? You meditate on his word and you let it soak in and you say, he said that there. What does that mean here? I want to kind of bring some of that together tonight. Witnessing has to be a spiritually empowered work because when Jesus talked to Paul and he told him his work, he said, I've sent you to open their eyes. You ever heard Jesus talk about to give sight to the blind? We think about people being, you know, blind with their physical eyes. What about the fact about people being blind in their spiritual eyes? That's what we're, you know, the spiritual work of witnessing is opening their eyes. You know, it says that from the dominion of Satan to the kingdom of God. And there's another verse that ties to this. The Bible says the God of this world has blinded the minds. In other words, when you are doing the work of witnessing, we have to have the Holy Spirit working in the midst of that because we're working in the midst of what Satan has done. I don't have any power against Satan. But the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So what I'm trying to say to you, when it talks about being clothed with power and in the Holy Spirit, what Jesus is saying is your effectiveness in witnessing is directly related to your walk by the Spirit, what it says in Galatians. Your understanding of what it means to abide in him and, and that he is here. It's a consciousness I remember sitting there talking to this one guy in Texas, and he told me, he said, I just don't understand if you try to do the best you can, why God won't let you into heaven. And I tried several things to tell him, and on the spot, God gave me what to say. It's kind of gross, but it worked. I told him, I said, sir, if I had a nice clean glass of water, but how many times would you let me spit in it before you don't want to drink it? He said, I don't want you to spit in it even once. I said, do you understand that no matter how good you are, every time you've sinned, you spit in that glass of water and you want God to drink that? He said, well, I guess I don't want to do that. I guess that makes sense. And I left her thinking, holy smokes, that was good, Holy Spirit. 
And it's like hot diggity dog, you know, and, and, and it's times like this. Now, I'm telling you, sometimes I'm talking to somebody and God doesn't give me what to say and I walk, and I've learned that God didn't have anything to say to him. God's already said some things to him that he needs to know. He's turned, Jesus said, if they're not listening to you, they're not listening to me. Dust your dust off. And I've learned to understand that I am being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I'm going to find out where they are. You ever talk about grieving the Holy Spirit and, and quenching the Holy Spirit? There's some people that you just realize, wow, okay. So it's not your job. You're not a Kirby vacuum cleaner salesman. You're somebody walking and being sensitive to the Spirit of God, knowing that he knows a lot more about the situation than you do. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. So, the God of this world, it has to be a spiritually empowered. Now, love, love, love. I remember reading that for the first time, and it just hit me. Here's Lydia, the, the seller of, of, of purple fabrics, a worshiper of God. She was already hungry for God. Amen? And you hear what he says, was listening. You pick up on that? She was listening. And what happened? God opened her heart. You and I need to realize it's not a matter of you trying to talk somebody into mentally. Intellectually accepting the facts of Jesus. It's about somebody who begins to deal with what God is saying and their hearts opened. And they're changed. They are changed. Converted. Born from above Amen. is what the Bible says. So, um, you know, what I think is interesting is after Jesus rose and, and, and then when he went up to heaven and after the great commission was given, he said, you need to wait until you get endued by power from on high. You know what the disciples did? They went back to the upper room. You know what the upper room was? That's where they sat there and watched him break the bread and pour the drink and wash their feet and, and, and begin to teach them John 14 and, and all those things that were there. And they prayed. They prayed. We need people that are hungry for God, but not just hungry for God, hungry to do the things of God. And I like that. Power is Jesus in you. Witnessing without Jesus results in deadness. Would you agree? And that's what we talked about earlier, abide in me. The branch cannot bear fruit of itself. When I go out there and somebody doesn't want to talk about God, there's not a thing I can do about it. But when somebody is sitting there like Debbie, when I met her at the door and she said, I'm praying for my husband, I felt some juice coming. I said, I don't know where we're going with this, but I know something, I feel something stirring. And even when Charles said, I don't want to talk to God, and I told him, I won't talk to you about God until you're ready to, I felt like God was over that, not me. You know? And, and that's, that's what I'm talking about. Apart from me, you can do nothing, Jesus says. If you don't abide in me, you dry up. And, and that's why I, I, I'm really praying and thinking that the next time we're going to come together, before we get into what to say, I really want to deal with the fact, how do you abide in Jesus? Because there's some specific things you do. Because if you want to be really in this, you got to be filled up with him. Amen? And, and you got to be thinking about it. It's a daily thing that you do. Uh, knowing what to say is mostly the results of Jesus working in through and around. In other words, what I'm saying there is 
when I went to talk to Charles, it wasn't because I had a role play of knowing what to say. I really didn't know what to say to somebody that didn't want to talk about God. What are you going to say? I don't know. I just talked about him, just loved him. I, God said, love him, so I just tried to figure out how to love him. Remember what he said? I knew you'd be my friend whether or not I ever went to your church. And so I tried to be his friend. But the, God, the Lord gave me what to do, what to say on that afternoon when the sun was going down, and I said, Charles, who moved there because of his kids. Remember, he moved from the city to live in the country so his kids could have chickens and all that. And I said, what are you doing to help your kids know about God? God gave me what to say. And, and that, that's, it's this sense of dependence upon him. Yes, I tried to be faithful. Yes, I had a Saturday. And to me, it's so important to have a specific time that you say, I'm going to go. And why do I like door to door? Because on that same street, I had three other people that over a period of time I got to see. And sometimes, and I like to make popcorn visits. I'd go in and say, Charles, hey, how you doing? Everything going all right? I'd say, yeah, man, I'm busy. Okay, well, look, God bless you. Just want you to know I'm praying for you. And anything I can pray for you about? No, okay, go to the next one that I know is listening to God. Does that make sense? So I'm having fun developing friends in the community. You know, the, the couple that right next door in the trailer, that first time I went in, they said, no, we're having a party, but can you come back next, next Saturday, ne you know, next week? I said, I'll be back through here next Saturday. Yeah, that's good. Remember, they had me put, did I tell you that story? They put two chairs in front of me, and I couldn't remember John 3, 16. You're talking about role-playing for a pastor in seminary. I mean, that was a bad deal, you know. But then in tears, they trusted Christ. I mean, and so I got to stop by and see them. And it's kind of fun. You know, and, and so, anyway, knowing what to say, and I've learned a lot, I'll teach you a lot, but knowing what to say is mostly being sensitive to what God's doing. That's what I'm trying to say. And it's fun. It's so much like Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. I'll never forget one key part of that movie where somebody was looking at him, they're getting shot at this way and that way, and somebody looked at him and said, you got a plan? Yes. Okay, what's the plan? Indiana Jones says, I'm making it up as I go. And it's like, I don't know the plan, but God does. And he's working through all that. All right, so that's Charles, that's Debbie, that's my wife, and that's my little baby. We can't see her on the far left, my firstborn, 1981, 82, I think that was. And that's Debbie, who I first saw, who said, I'm praying for my husband. Isn't that cool? My wife found that. So I found a picture of Charles. I said, no way. And, and so anyway, that, that's really true. All right, so Jesus, witnessing is believing that Jesus is in you. We say that. But if you want to go out and not be that afraid, just think, well, Lord, you're here. Do something. All right, Jesus says, I will ask the Father. He'll give you another helper. And he says, you know him because he abides with you. And you might not see that. He abides with you and will be in you. He's with you. Why? Here I am, Jesus says. The Spirit of God has filled him full. The Spirit of God is with the disciples. Amen? He's with us. But Jesus, he's in you. And you know, you need to put all that together. I just want to really nail this down for you. I really want you to, to nail this down. And see, Jesus says, in that day you'll know that I am in my Father, you and me, and I and you. And I am with you always. Remember, that was a great commission. I am with you. And, and that's what the most important thing you got to get. If you don't get anything else about witnessing, get a hold of the principle 
He is in you. And he's with you. Um, Paul said, Christ lives in me. I live by faith. What is by faith? When I went down that street not knowing what to say, I was living by faith that he's with me and going to help me know what to do. I have no idea. And when you go out, it's like, I'm just here for Jesus. You know, I'm going to love some people and I'm going to pay attention to see if maybe God's going to raise, show some folks that I'm going to talk to. Um, and, and then witnessing is, and so here, here's the thing. When, when, I, when, I, when I thought about this, Jesus is working in you, he'll be working through you, and he'll be working around you. Amen. I, I, I want, to, want you to get the picture. How does he work in you? Jesus says he works in you to teach you and bring to your remembrance things to say. People have told me when I'm out sharing Christ, is, man, you're just a silver tongue, aren't you? You just talk all that stuff. And I say, I'm always amazed at what I say. I am. In fact, sometimes when I'm talking to somebody about the Lord, I want to stop and say, Lord, that was good. But it, it, it's something that you don't, it, it, at first it's a little awkward. You, you, you're trying to do it. And I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, just relax. Let him speak. And I can tell you, there's sometimes I feel awkward. I don't know what to say. And I've learned to understand there's no juice in that socket. <laughs> They're not connected to God. They're not listening. They're not wanting God. And so I just go on. Yeah. And, and to understand these principles is so important. Then he works through you. Now look at what Jesus said. This speaks to us in many different levels. You can find this in Luke 12. It's also, I think you can find it in Matthew. Jesus says, when they bring you before the synagogues and the rulers and the authorities, do not worry about how or what you are to speak in your defense or what you are to say. The Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. Another scripture in Matthew, it is not you who speak, but it is the spirit of your father who speaks in you. Now, here's the thing. They say the number one reason people don't witness, and this is true, is because of what? Fear. Can you imagine anything more fearful than somebody arresting you because you're witnessing? Putting you in front of the match. There's some judges in this country I'd hate to be in front of as a Christian, wouldn't you? You follow what I'm saying? And, and, and so when, I, when I'm thinking about, about that right there, it, it's like, okay, I need to know the Holy Spirit's going to teach me what to say but if the main reason is fear, this is what he's saying. Even if the worst happens and you get arrested, he's going to teach you what to say and what to do. Does that make sense? Any of y'all worried about getting arrested for witnessing? But we are afraid, aren't we? And so you take that to say, even if the worst happens, he's going to help you know what to say. Our, you, want to, you know what the biggest fear is? I don't know what to say. Right? Or, I don't know what to do if this happens or that happens or this happens or that happens. 
But what you do, if he's teaching you and working with you, be willing to be humble and, and wear some mud on your face sometimes by doing some things that later you say, well, I've learned from that, you know, and, and you go on. But the, the fear factor is resolved when Jesus says, if you believe he's in you and with you and going to work through you, you just got to start believing. Do you understand why that scripture grabs me so much where it says we have a form of godliness, but we deny the power? Does that make sense? We deny the power of him. We're scared rats. We, we're scared. And so Jesus says, if you, even the worst happens, it's not even you speaking. I'm going to show up in you in a way that you haven't seen before. Now, that's cool to me. And I feel the Holy Spirit just saying, yes. I'm, God says in the word, I'm looking to and fro throughout the whole earth for those whose hearts are totally mine. And a person like that is a person that says, I'm in, I'm in, Lord. Let the storm come. Let's walk on the water. If you want to say peace, be still, that's fine. If not, Lord, let's walk on the storm. But, but it's the faith. You walk by faith. And, and, and witnessing is one of the most opportunistic times you'll have to really wear your faith out there loud and alive. Witnessing through you. And witnessing is trusting Jesus to work around you. This is where we're going to close off tonight because it's, you know, it, and there's so much to teach you. It's like, can y'all bear with me? Can you please? I want to be around the people that really want to do this. I'll be with you till the, they call the cats home or whatever that is. I mean, I, I, I'm just been living my life for so long with people who want to surface. They, they, they're just not willing to dig deep. But this thing is real. I've been there. I can walk with you. This is what God's given me to do. I'm glad you're here tonight. All right. He works in you. He is in you. He works through you. He's going to teach you. But here's the cool thing. He's already working around you. That was Debbie saying, I'm praying for my husband. And that's just one experience. When he comes, he will convict the world concerning, concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment. Do you remember the guy that cussed me out when I knocked on his door in Mississippi? And then I went back and God put it on my heart again. Some kind of a month or so later, he cussed me out again. I don't want you and a preacher coming here. Third time I went to see him, he says, come in, gets a big Bible, plops down on the kitchen table. And I, I, and I looked at him. He hadn't said a word yet except just smiling real big. I said, what happened? He said, heart attack. <laughs> and, and, and then I, I said, well, and then I started a conversation. Well, so have you trusted Christ and talked to him? About, yeah, I did, man. I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I said, well, are, are you going to church? And, yeah, I'm going to church. I said, well, are you reading? Yeah, I'm reading the Bible. I said, well, how'd you learn? all? Oh, my sister's been praying for me for years. I said, is that the reason you were mad at me coming to see you? Oh, yeah. I didn't want to see any more of y'all. And so one of the things we have to realize when people react that way, it's because they're mad at God or other people. And it's Jesus said, when somebody persecutes you like that, rejoice because great is your reward in heaven. Our 401k in heaven is pretty minimal if we're not walking by faith and doing the things Jesus wants us to do, wouldn't you say? 
And, and you and I know about 401ks. I watch that thing all the time, don't y'all? Look it up, what's it dot today, you know? And oh my goodness. So, he is working around you already in the hearts that you come in contact with. And listen to what I've said, and Jesus said it so clear. The one who listens to you listens to me, and the one who rejects you rejects me, and he who rejects me rejects the one who sent me. There, that, that's just the thing that I continue to remember is I am looking for people who are wanting to listen to God. And that's what witnessing is. You know, when you go fishing, I'm looking for the one that's going to bite the hook. There's a bunch of them rascals in there. I know because I look at my depth finder and I see them. But they don't want to bite. I can't make them bite. But I love it when I'm watching. I was at, with a fisherman over here, and they got this scope now. Some of y'all might have seen that. It actually, you see the fish, you see your lure go down. And we put a lure down. My grandson was with me, put a lure down there, and it was a bush and a bunch of crappie around that thing. And they just come up and look at the bait, and they go back down. About this time, this one come flashing from the side of the screen, went, you got it. Boom, down he went. There we go. We got a crappie. I don't know why the others weren't hungry, but when that one found, saw it, you know, he just went after it. I don't know who's hungry for Jesus out there. But Jesus said, follow me, I'll teach you how to fish for him. I'll teach you the dynamics. And that's what I have the privilege of sharing with you this evening. And I know if you're like me, you just feel the love of God. Follow me and I'll teach you to become fishers of men. You know the thing that Jesus wants the most if you are going to actively be filled with him, and we're going to get to this more next time, because I was, I just really, you know, John 15, abide in me. You back up to chapter 14. He starts out by saying, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, then what I say is going to be very important to you. Right? If you love me, then make what I say important to you. And he says, if you keep them, you know what that means? I'm going to do them. I'm going to do them. I don't know what it takes. I'm going to do them. I'm not going to discard them. I'm going to keep them. And then he says, if you love me and you keep my commandments, I will come to you. My Father will come to you. And in one place he says, I will disclose myself to you. God does not want to just give himself carelessly to people that carelessly deal with him. He doesn't. But he is. He, those who since, you know, sincerely seek for him will find me. So one, he says, I will disclose myself to him. The other, he says, if you love me, keep my word. My father will love you. What does that mean? You're going to feel that growth of your intimate relationship with him. And it says, we will make our abode in him. And that, and when you say, Lord, please help me. I want to be faithful in this thing of being a witness. I want to learn how to trust you. I want to learn how, you know, ever learning, but never coming to the reality of Jesus in me. So that sounds like what a lot of churches are doing. 
going to Sunday school and ever learning. But man, you're not living in the reality of feeling like he's in me. I've seen him. I felt him. I've felt him speak through me in things that I've, <laughs> I'm just amazed about. Doesn't that sound like something that would be good? The Holy Spirit is gentle. He's not a mighty whirlwind, right? He's not the earthquake. He's like a gentle breeze. And if you will love him and look at his word and meditate on it and love it, the Lord says, you're going to experience me. And then if you're keeping what I said to do, you're going to find more of me than you can ever imagine. Amen? It's not what you learn sitting on the couch with the Bible in your hand that is the greatest joy. It's what you do with what you've read Amen. in that chair. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I just pray that your spirit would allow us to be a better shining light for you. That, Lord, the things that you've shown us, that we're like beggars just taking your bread and try to share with somebody else the Jesus that we know they need. To know, Lord, that it's sad to say so many people don't love you in this world. In fact, Lord, you said if they hated you, they're going to hate us. But, Lord, if the field is white to harvest, if there's people out there who they're ready, Lord, I, I, help us to help each other, encourage each other to love and the wonderful work of witnessing. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Well, thank you so much for tonight. They said I had 30 minutes, so that's what I got. And, and uh, we'll, uh, next week and the following week, there is no class. Y'all got that? I'm in Destin next Wednesday, I'm sorry to say. I'm not really sorry to say, but with my grandkids and my wife and my kids, we're going to have a good time down there. But then after that, the next week, you don't have anything. Then we'll, I'll be back that next one. And then the Sunday after that one, we're going to have a Sunday afternoon to get together and let's just start experiencing God some. Let's go out and, and let's, I'm going to give you some tools and things. We'll go out, see what happens, come back and talk about it. And we're going to let the Holy Spirit teach us on the job training. How's that sound? Does that sound good? Does that sound good? All right, now take these words, read them, love them, everything. All right, you're dismissed. We got a reception going on, I think, tonight. I think y'all know about that. God bless you. God bless you so good. Yes, yes, yes.